CBDC. The Bank for Canadian Entrepreneurs is a proud partner of the Startup Women podcast. BDC is here for women entrepreneurs in their efforts to move forward and achieve their business goals. To meet their specific needs, BDC provides financing, strategic advice, and has a wide selection of free resources. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women. BDC is here for what's ahead. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Startup Women podcast. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. month of June, the Startup Women podcast will be taking a deep dive into LGBT plus entrepreneurship across Canada. What barriers exist for this community when starting a business? Who are some of the change makers in the LGBT plus entrepreneurship space? And what specific support does this community need? To facilitate these important discussions, we couldn't be more excited to welcome Paige Harlock, Manager of Youth Entrepreneur and Partnerships at the Canadian Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce as our guest host. Welcome, Paige. Thank you, Kayla. I'm so excited that myself and the CGLCC have the opportunity to share the important stories of LGBT plus founders and provide resources for LGBT plus entrepreneurs across the country. This month on the Startup Women podcast, we'll connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations in Canada's LGBT plus startup space, giving you a firsthand look into the LGBT plus entrepreneurship landscape and helping LGBT plus founders make their vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I am your host, Paige Harlock, Manager of Youth Entrepreneur and Partnerships of the Canadian LGBT plus Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the show. So let's get going. We're really excited to have Maude Perisot on our show today. Maude has been a Director of Procurement at BDC since 2016, where she's responsible for the organization's procurement and supplier diversity programs. With a Bachelor of Law and a Master of Business Administration, Maude has over 15 years of experience working with entrepreneurs. After a few years of practice in private firms advising multiple organizations, including some in the early stages of development, Mode finally achieved her goal, taking a leap into a major corporation whose purpose was to help entrepreneurs grow and succeed. Passionate about partnerships, she's worked for Cirque du Soleil for nearly 10 years, where she set up agreements with strategic partners with the goal of increasing the number of territories visited by the company and ensuring the development of business relationships with local suppliers. Driven by a desire to increase diversity and inclusion at BDC, Mode has involved a number of networks, including the Quebec Women Business Network, and collaborates with several organizations offering underserved markets such as women-owned businesses and minorities the opportunity to grow through access to new supply chains or their expansion. Welcome to the show, Mode. It's great to have you. I know that was a lot that I read through. How are you? Uh, thank you, Paige, for the introduction. It's, I'm so happy to be here like today, and uh, it's really a pleasure to, to discuss with entrepreneurs once again. 
Yeah, I mean, I know we've had a chance to meet a few times in, uh, in chat and every time is such a pleasure. So it's really lovely to get to do this with you. And I'm really excited to kind of hear about your journey um, and how you've been supporting entrepreneurs, specifically women and LGBTQ plus folks throughout your time. So I guess just to, to kind of start it off here, would you mind kind of taking us on your journey from working with Cirque du Soleil to becoming a procurement and supplier diversity specialist with BDC? How was your passion for supporting underrepresented entrepreneurs born? Actually, passion for entrepreneurship born like a long time ago. I always admired entrepreneurs who believed in their passion and who go for it. I remember even before joining Sir du Soleil, when I was working uh, in a law firm, mm -hmm. what I liked the most was listening to entrepreneurs telling me about their R&D challenges, marketing initiatives, or commercial success. Of course, I liked reviewing articles of incorporation, drafting commercial agreements, working on mergers and acquisitions. Mm -hmm. But I had to understand how it was working on an operational standpoint. I really liked it. So Cirque du Soleil for me was a real lab. I learned a lot about working with people from different backgrounds, cultures, ethnicity. And this is actually the strength of Cirque du Soleil, mm -hmm. bringing people together to create something that's really unique and that goes beyond uh, imagination. Mm -hmm. So contributors, whether they were creators, artists, technicians, trainers, strategists, or other personnel from the corporate functions, come from more than 55 countries, I think, and from wow. various disciplines yeah, and with different realities. So all of those are essential to the business. They're mm -hmm. actually the key to Cirque du Soleil success. And I had the chance to work with different departments, uh, with the legal department, the costume shop, the touring shows division as well, also to travel in different continents and negotiate with people from all around the world. And I could see the richness of Cirque du Soleil's diversity, what it brought to the company. Mm -hmm. And so to be fully honest, when I joined BDC a few years back, I had no clue what supplier diversity was, like many of my colleagues in procurement. So it was really BDC's team of account managers who initiated me to supplier diversity. Mm -hmm. And as you may know, uh, BDC is the only bank dedicated to entrepreneurs. So we support them in their growth and success by offering financial solutions and advice. We have, among others, customized programs to answer women and indigenous-specific needs. So my colleagues from the field were attending conferences organized by those organizations for women, and they noticed that some companies were developing supplier diversity initiatives. And this is where it clicked with me. So diversity in the employee workforce and diversity of clients is great, but why not expanding it also to BDC suppliers? So from there on, with the support from my team and also from uh, upper management, we started building our supplier diversity initiative and launched our supplier diversity program in 2019. Awesome. So, I mean, I guess for founders start just starting out, how would you define supplier diversity? Because a lot of folks don't really know what it is. And why is it so important, especially for LGBTQ plus founders across Canada? Let's be clear. It's not always easy for an entrepreneur to do business with large organizations and even less for entrepreneurs coming from underrepresented communities, whether they are women, visible minorities, indigenous Mm -hmm. people with disabilities, veterans, or coming from the LGBT plus community. And actually, we hear that 
no more than one to five percent of government and large organization contracts are granted to underrepresented communities. So. Mm -hmm. we, definitely have to level the playing field. And this is why some organizations have adopted supplier diversity strategy. So what is supplier diversity? To answer a question, yeah. um, it's what we call a market access opportunity for entrepreneurs coming from traditionally underrepresented communities. And supplier diversity programs have about all the same objectives. It's really to give an opportunity to underrepresented groups to first be introduced into larger corporation supply chain, and also to have a fair chance to bid. And being aware of those opportunities and having a chance to bid is actually the first step to success for LGBT plus and other diverse entrepreneurs. Because of course, when a diverse supplier wins a contract with a large corporation or the government, yes, it's this unique contract will help them to, to grow and to scale uh, their business, but it's also, it also has great value and credibility to their client portfolio and it opens doors. And with regards to soft skills, uh, diverse uh, suppliers are provided the chance to grow in terms of business acumen, professional development and business connections. And we had an example of that uh, actually when uh, we worked with a company from Quebec uh, they were not part of our supplier diversity program at first. So we met them through all of those activities that we attend. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a first experience with them. But when we launched our supplier diversity program, they had more visibilities on the different opportunities that we had. So we had a chance to work with them. And after a while, they were uh, getting new contracts also from other organizations. And they called me last fall saying that they won a big mandate with another crown corporation because of the experience that they had with us. So that's, that was great. Amazing. That's amazing. And so, I mean, how can, and I feel like the folks that you were just talking about did this, but how can marginalized entrepreneurs capitalize on this lack of diversity that you've seen, although it's starting to change a little bit? Yes. Uh, actually, all those supplier diversity initiatives mm -hmm. wouldn't exist if that gap wasn't there. So as a large organization, and I know it's the same thing for my colleagues from the other companies, we are still struggling to find certified diverse suppliers. The pool is still very limited and we are constantly looking for new diverse suppliers to add to our supply chain. So as a consequence, entrepreneurs can capitalize on the lack of diversity by leveraging those supplier diversity programs. So don't be shy to connect with large organization and show us what you have to offer. You really have to jump uh, on this opportunity to promote your company. Mm -hmm. And if I can put it even clearer, the opportunity is now for you and we are looking for you as mm -hmm. certified entrepreneurs. So please don't hesitate and, uh, and contact us. Yeah, I feel like entrepreneurs, especially smaller entrepreneurs, maybe get a little nervous when pitching to folks at BDC or the, the larger companies because maybe they don't feel like they're ready to do that. And I guess from your experience, it sounds like you want to hear from everyone, whether or not <laughs> you think you're ready, come to us, like apply for the RFP and, and chat because that's kind of where the opportunities will show up. And if you're not ready now, you might be ready down the line, right? Exactly. 
In terms of BDC, what uh, resources and support do you provide to marginalized entrepreneurs who want to kind of break into these supply chains? They're ready to chat with you. They want to sit down with you. What do they need to do to get there? So actually, we offer help in different ways. So yes, we have all our resource on the bdc.ca website. Uh, in terms of procurement, uh, we have, of course, our supplier diversity program. So you can find a lot of information on how it works on bdc.ca slash supplier. And there's a specific Q&A section about supplier diversity and a full list of the products and services that BDC buys. So that could be very interesting. On that page, there's also a place where entrepreneurs can register to become a potential BDC supplier. So it's a really short form that they have to complete just to make sure that we really understand uh, the goods and services that uh, they provide, the also the geographical coverage, uh, if it's a diverse supplier or not, etc. Mm -hmm. And this uh, will feed our database that we consult every time we go to market. And maybe I can, at this point, add a few words on how our supplier diversity program works once you're registered. Yeah, I love that. So as I mentioned uh, at the beginning, the objective of a supplier diversity program is really to give visibility on procurement opportunities. Mm -hmm. So here's what we do at BDC. Not all our purchases require three bids. Actually, it's more than 90% of our purchases in terms of volume that don't require it. So that means that we can select the supplier of, of our choice mm -hmm. and whenever possible, a diverse supplier. And when we are asked to obtain a minimum of three bids, what we do, we make sure to invite at least one diverse supplier to bid. And for all the purchases that we estimate to be over $500,000, mm -hmm. uh, we have to do a public RFP that we post on mercs.com slash BDC. And uh, we make sure also to send uh, courtesy emails to all the potential diverse suppliers that we think could be interested in this opportunity. So this is why it is so important to register on our website, mm -hmm. because we have to know you to be able to do some business with you and to invite you uh, for all those opportunities. And in terms of uh, other support, we are also present at various events uh, where we meet with diverse suppliers. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we feel that there could be a potential fit for BDC, we make introductions and it could be the same thing if we think that there could be a fit with another company, another large corporation that we know, mm -hmm. we do also those introductions. Oh, that's wonderful. So even if it's, if it's not a fit for BDC, you can kind of understand what they're trying to provide and point them in the right direction. Exactly. Because we do exchange among us also large mm -hmm. corporations. We have different groups, groups of discussion on procurement, on supply diversity, and we know what are the needs uh, of the other companies. So we do not hesitate to refer someone to another company. And this uh, kind of ecosystem, we, we are not competitors. Mm -hmm. Like Even if I'm a bank, I'm not a competitor to RBC or to more to the other one in terms of supplier diversity, which is great. And we can uh, help each other uh, to, to grow supplier diversity in that case. For sure. And, and that's wonderful. It's nice to see folks working together to try and make our communities a, a little bit better and kind of advance folks that are traditionally underrepresented, especially when it comes to purchasing. 
I know you mentioned a little bit about your website and how folks can get involved in supplier diversity. I know that it mentions on your website supplier diversity certificates. What exactly are these certifications and what value do they bring to to underrepresented founders and and entrepreneurs? Mm -hmm. First, they are so important for corporations that have supplier diversity program in place. Because to be eligible for the majority of these programs, you have to demonstrate that your company is owned and managed by at least 51% of people from an underrepresented group. So Mm -hmm. this is exactly what these uh, certification, they are issued by specific councils, such as CGLCC for the LGBT plus community. And they confirm that the businesses are owned and managed by underrepresented communities. It's a way, actually, just to make sure that the program benefits to the right people. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, by uh, being members of uh, these councils, uh, the entrepreneurs, and having, of course, the certification, the entrepreneurs uh, have access to a lot of free resource tools, advice to grow their business. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, uh, since it's like a community, they have access to a network of entrepreneurs Uh, that are experiencing actually the same challenges and and they want to also exchange on good practices and it's an opportunity to do business together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what what I've noticed is, I mean, for joining these councils, folks like BDC will come in and have kind of these one-on-one conversations with the the certified suppliers or um, a roundtable discussion about what you're looking for. So it's kind of a good way to start the conversation as well. If they don't want to go on your website and apply there, it might be a good first step to kind of go through the certification process first and have that first step in the door to kind of see what it's all about. Exactly. For sure. And then in uh, in your bio, I was reading through it, it mentions you're working on increased collaboration and innovation in the space of supplier diversity. What does that collaboration innovation look like? Um, and are there any examples that you can share of this type of work that you're currently working on? Mm-hmm. As we just mentioned, actually, I really believe in the benefits of supplier diversity for the entrepreneurs and also for the large organization. It's a it's a win-win scenario. So the more entrepreneurs and large organizations will join us in this adventure, the more benefits we will see for everyone as well as for the Canadian economies. And this is why we need everyone's collaboration to make it work. We can identify uh, three levels of collaboration. So yes, with the entrepreneurs, also with the large organizations and with our internal stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So if I go first uh, with the entrepreneurs, yeah. um, yes, uh, we, we try to see with them what can help them to grow and succeed. So we meet with the entrepreneurs at different events, as you mentioned, to better know them and try to see if there could be a fit with our needs mm-hmm. and also make, of course, the introduction. We provide a lot of advice. So when we meet with them, we see how they are doing on approaching corporations uh, so we can give them some advice right on the spot just to help them to, uh, for, for their sales pitch uh, uh, as an example. Sure. Um, but we give also advice on completing requests for proposals. Uh, and if there's a fit with someone else, we'll just make sure that they get the right contact. With the large organizations, and just before I go to the large organizations, we 
often when we do RFPs, uh, mm-hmm. it happens because we have to select only one supplier. So of course, there are suppliers that are not entrepreneurs that are not selected for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. But we do take time to do a debriefing with them. So they understand like what was great about their proposal, what they could improve or work on. So that's really interesting also uh, in terms of collaboration because it helped them grow. For sure. Uh, once again, and they are more ready uh, the next time they, they have to bid. Mm-hmm. Um, with the large corporation, so we really strive to lead by example and influence other large organizations to join the supplier diversity ecosystem. We do think that we will have a bigger impact if we look beyond our own span. So we had different initiatives over the time to encourage other companies and crown corporation to become more active uh, with supply diversity. We share our learnings in building our program, all the hurdles and successes. <laughs> and we've made a kind of a new partnership. It wasn't planned, but it, w- it just happened like that with EDC, Export and Development Canada, mm-hmm. where we teamed up for some events just to present our own journeys. And uh, that was that was such a great experience uh, for all of us because Grand Corporation, when we did that at one of the events, so one of the events was with Grand Corporations, and we could see like that supplier diversity didn't seem that complex for them once they heard us to other Grand Corporations talking about our own experience. So that was great. We really enjoyed it. So I had three points, entrepreneurs, large organizations, and the last one is uh, internally, actually, our internal stakeholders. So we try to engage people as much as possible to be able to make a difference. So this means that we work with, of course, a procurement team who coordinates all the purchasing activities and uh, they are able to guide the internal stakeholders. We work also with the managers who need uh, those new products or services for their department. So yes, the procurement department support them in their uh, acquisition. But at the end of the day, it's really a business unit who makes the decision on the supplier will be chosen. So that's why it's so important to uh, to speak with them and uh, have this collaboration. Support functions, the marketing, the, uh, the communication team, uh, the finance team also, they all help us at different stage. Uh, if we need to communicate with employees or entrepreneurs, we work with them, finance, they help us in the analysis related to our diverse spend. So those are uh, great players. And of course, I can forget about them, our client-facing employees. So it's really only the, uh, the account manager's team. So they, it's really critical that they understand the importance of supply diversity and that they are equipped to talk to entrepreneurs about the benefits of certification to increase their visibility, sales, and growth. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, everyone has a role to play, and we really need to collaborate to make it work. And as for the innovation part that you uh, mentioned at the beginning, I touched on it earlier for entrepreneurs, but we have also to make sure that we are innovative in our approach for supplier diversity because mm-hmm. there are so many ways that we can make a difference mm-hmm. and so we have always to think about new ways to do it yeah and i love that you are working together with 
EDC and other large corporations. I mean, as we both know, there's really no policy in place um, with the Canadian government to kind of ensure supplier diversity. So to hear that you're so willing to share all of this with folks like EDC and other large corporations just means it's going to move forward that much quicker. And and it is folks like BDC um, that's actually pushing us forward. So I know that's something that's really appreciated within the community and and at CGLCC um, where I work just because it's so helpful to to have that collaboration and to be able to work with um, large corporations together because it makes it so much easier um, when everybody's kind of on the same page. So it's it's really great to hear. I guess to kind of go to the entrepreneur side a little bit, I know we were chatting about larger corporations and what BDC is doing, but for somebody listening who has just started their business, they're kind of at the right stage for LGBTQ plus led businesses, when should they start exploring procurement and new supply chains? What's kind of that that sweet spot, the right moment to come chat with you? Actually, I think that this is something entrepreneurs can do right from the start. Uh, they need to take into account who will be selling their products and services when they will be actually doing their business case. They will have to take that into consideration. Also, they will need to see who are the main players, identify potential users, partners, business opportunities. So I think right from the start, they can start thinking about uh, procurement and new supply chain. And also certification councils will also help them from the beginning with many advice and tools available via their website or other social, uh, special programs, conferences to prepare and guide them. I mean, entrepreneurs have to understand that their business doesn't need to be mature to benefit from uh, the council's program and advice on procurement. And they have also to remember that their first contract doesn't need to be with a large organization. There are a lot of organization of their side that might need uh, their product or services. Mm -hmm. And by working with them, it will build their expertise, their experience, and also their credibility. Mm -hmm. um, so we have, like, they have to keep that in mind. And as for their own supply chain, so their own suppliers, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the type of products and services that they offer, they have to identify partners that believe in what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, they have to look for them from the start, even before selling anything else. And by working with them, they will understand their capabilities, whether in terms of quality, expertise, volume they can take, etc., and see if they are the right fit for them. Entrepreneurs also have uh, to remember that there can be a good fit at the beginning, mm -hmm when they launch their product, but all that can evolve over time. So they have to keep that in mind and always keep an eye open on what is going on on the market. And it's the same thing for us, a large organization. So maybe it won't work with an entrepreneur now, but who knows in six months, the situation may be different. Right. Things are always, always changing, especially in business and what you're looking for. I mean, I know from, from experience that you folks are always looking for something different. Things are changing. You're looking for new entrepreneurs. So it's, I guess it is helpful for entrepreneurs to just keep an eye out and keep a, a lookout for RFPs and, and stuff like that, because there's always an opportunity somewhere for sure. Mm -hmm. True. And I guess my last, probably not my last question, but <laughs> one of my last questions is what can our audience take from today's conversation and implement in their business immediately? What can they do right now? Mm -hmm. So 
I, I think that everyone needs to make diversity and inclusion a priority. We, we really need to leverage all this potential that we have here in Canada to differentiate ourselves as a country, to bring more innovation in what we do. So I would say, don't be afraid to be different because this is what makes you unique. Don't be afraid either to take risks because this is how you will succeed. And lastly, don't be afraid to ask for support. And this is how you will grow. So go see large organization, leverage your uniqueness, this is really what you have to do to stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And why not have your home supplier diversity program? Even if you are just starting, just lead the way and support other entrepreneurs from underrepresented communities. For sure. That's um, amazing advice. And I agree with you. I think more folks need to implement supplier diversity. It's important. It's, it's helpful with innovation and kind of leveraging all of the all of the great ideas that are out there that are sometimes overlooked. So I really appreciate all of your insight mode. It's been so lovely to chat with you and your answers have been amazing. And I just, I love chatting with you. So I'll probably chat with you in the next couple weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. Thank you, Paige. Thank you so much, Matt. I'll chat with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Women podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. To plug into the Startup Canada network, visit www.startupcan.ca. And to learn more about LGBTQ entrepreneurship across Canada, visit www.cglcc.ca. Until next time, I'm Paige Harla. It's time to choose to challenge the status quo and unleash the full potential of women.